Episode 106 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. How's it going? It's, it's been a, a crazy like week for me. Oh, yeah. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. So, yeah, it, look, it looks a little different. Katie, Katie is not here tonight because Katie does not feel well. Uh, she is still recovering from our big surprise that we can now actually talk about that we couldn't talk about for a while because we didn't want our kid to find out. Uh, we just got back from Orlando, from Universal in Orlando. We took our kid there for her 11th birthday. It was a huge surprise. We checked her out of school on Thursday early. Took her to lunch. At lunch, we gave her a ticket for the plane that she realized was leaving in like three hours. Uh, she broke down crying there. <laughs> Rode her home, got all her stuff, went to the airport, uh, got to our terminal, which is where she realized that Katie's mom, stepdad, and sister were standing there, and they were going on the trip with us. She was super excited there. We got on the plane, flew to Orlando, got off, went down to get our luggage. Where she found my parents standing there waiting for her. Uh, she broke down crying there. Did they drive in or fly? Yeah, they, they drove down. Uh, and then we spent Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and left back on Sunday. We went to uh, to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and all the other stuff at so Universal. Exciting. But we spent a ton of time at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And I got a wand with a snake on it. Nice. I want to go so bad. I can't wait to hear all about it. It was a lot of fun. It's uh, The only problem... So... I made a post saying I wish uh, I never thought I'd say the words that I want to be on Diagon Alley drinking butterbeer. And everybody's like, yes, I love it there. I was like, it wasn't so much that I loved it there. I just didn't want to be back here at work. That was all it was. It was <laughs> I just wanted to be back there not working. That was that was the best part. Uh, but we'll go back this summer because we got a, like a year-long pass. That's nice. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, so we I thought the park's already paid for. We just got to get there and find a cheap hotel and we can go to the park. It's already paid for. Oh, nice. Huh. Yeah. I want to go somewhere. Oh, my gosh. That's cool. Yeah, so we're super excited. So tonight – Rachel is here, and then we also are joined by Heidi, this, the two co-hosts of In Blue, a reptile podcast. Hello. And we're all wearing our In Blue shirts, Yay. which was not planned, at least not on my part. But these two live together. They probably planned that. But we did not. Heidi joined in once she saw everybody else was dressed the same. <laughs> well, I threw it on because I was like, well, I'm going to support my podcast on your podcast. And then Robert's like, hey, give me my shirt when he saw me in mine. So yeah. I threw it down at him. Yeah, the only uh, reptile gumbo shirt is Katie's. So... It's the only one in existence. So that, that's an expensive shirt. We need to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Spring break's coming up. I will have like some free time next week. So I will try and figure that out. I have some I, more naps. I'm looking forward to naps. Yeah. I bet you are. <laughs> you like your naps. <laughs> oh, I'm tired. But so we are back. We Last week we had our second part of the NARBC interviews where we had, I want to say, I'm trying to remember who was on there. Brittany Gobble was on that one. And Tracy was on that one. John Feely was on that one. And Brett Bender was on that one. That was that was part two of that, uh, which seems like forever ago now. But now we're recording this weekend coming up too. We got a show coming up this weekend. So I'll go ahead and do our our, our sponsor. <laughs> so reptile shows. Our show this weekend is in Bryan College Station, Texas, and we will be. I'll have a table there. We'll be recording on Saturday and Sunday with other breeders there. So that will go out. Later this month, give us a week off in there somewhere. Um, but also show-wise, that is March 12th and 13th. Then April 2nd, then starts your nightmare, Robert. Uh, Slidell, Louisiana, April 2nd and 3rd. Yeah. Beaumont, Texas, April 9th and 10th. Temple, Texas, April 16th and 17th. Well, go ahead. Austin, Texas, April 23rd and 24th. 
You're not going to Amarillo, Texas, May 14th and 15th, because that's the other side of the country. Yeah. We may not be able to do Temple either. What? It's Easter weekend. My 89-year-old great aunt is having Easter at her house and has oh. made it very she, ah, she's she, 89 and see her next she year. really guilt tripped tripped really tripped guilt it? gave me the guilt trip today when she personally called me and was like i'm 89 years old this could be my last one you, <laughs> i'm gonna die robert you're 42 you've missed one easter at my house and that was last year because you were at a reptile show she's like i will haunt you which was also temple yes i am so, um, we will not be going but that is because so my uh my wife, well, Katie, yes, my wife, Katie's co-hostner, her brother who moved to West Virginia is coming down with his two kids to my in-law's house. Her other brother is coming over with his two kids to uh, my in-law's house. And so we've got to take Joe over there because all the grandkids will be in one place for the first time ever. Where's that at? Back at my house at, that I own in, in, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. in Pineville, so in, in Louisiana, which I got a video today of it leaking, which was oh fun, fucking great. <laughs> You're like, this is, what this is the worst thing about owning a house. Like, if this house leaks, I'm like, fuck it, it's not my house. Right. <laughs> but I got that video, I'm like, fuck it, that is my house. <laughs> I don't even live in it. Uh, and then uh, June 4th and 5th is Lafayette. And then Conroe again. June, Man, that is, seems like so close. June 11th and 12th is Conroe. But that'll be summer break, so I'll be good. So, yeah. Come out and see us this weekend at Bryan College Station. Uh, if you're coming, don't plan on going to the Herbst Reptile Shop. They will be closed because of the Which show. Which I'm going to tell you right now. That is one of the most stand-up things I've ever seen. To close, well, yeah, that is an amazing thing that they don't have to do. No, but Sean and Larry are doing that because they truly care about their vendors. Yes, yep. <clears throat> and they don't want to be competing with their vendors, and that's fucking awesome. Very yeah, awesome. so come out to the show, and you can see all the people they get their stuff from, all their vendors. I mean, right? The herb shop is full of everybody that is there. Yep. Hello, Corey. Oh, look, it's Corey Martin Reptiles. Hey, Corey. <laughs> Uh, also, if you're looking, I don't have Katie's thing, so if you're looking for a quality PVC rack or cages, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks, something about something, I don't know, because Katie's know. the one that always does Yeah, it. racks, cages. <laughs> Just, yeah. you know, lsreptileracks.com, go get your reptile rack or a cage. Uh, get a cage. They're way much easier to, way much easier? They're much easier to, to do. You having so, problems with English tonight? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a biology teacher. I don't right. do English. I know that's your wife. I've seen her talk too. She doesn't. She she don't do English well either. Uh, no, Tracy. I don't know by now. It's not my job to know that one. That is Katie's job. Oh, and then also, uh, I got to remember. Look at our sponsor board. Uh, Wiregrass Exotics. Go out and check out the Ruas at Wiregrass Exotics. I got to get my heat panel from you from the Ruas. Oh, they're sitting on my office. at your house. Yeah, well, I'll get it later. Megan's coming by to pick hers up tomorrow. Oh, you saw the Ruas this weekend in? Uh, no, I saw Dallas. Dallas. You saw Dallas for like an hour, man. He was gone really? by like noon on Saturday. Well, oh, he wow. said they flipped a coin to see who could make the right. six-hour drive that morning, and then they had to go back because yeah. it was conducive that morning. to. Me. He left his house at like three a.m. Oh shit! He's like, I'm not spending one hundred fifty dollars on a on a hotel. I'm going we back. shoved them two racks in the back of his. He didn't bring his trailer. <laughs> we shoved those two racks in the back, and and uh, he loaded up. He bought he had bought several animals and yeah. brought some animals and. And, uh, yeah, it was probably noon, one o'clock and he was yeah. out the door. Alice was, Al, uh, Dallas was a man on a mission. Yeah. So go check out mm. the ruins at Wiregrass Exotics over in Ozark, Alabama. They have new animals. They got them. They picked them up in New Orleans. They probably have some new animals in there. I think he did. Um, yeah. Oh, oh no, sure. I backpack he, did had animals. he had a backpack. Full I, said, of I can't imagine he went to a reptile show and didn't yeah. buy animals to stock his reptile store. Right. Right. So go check out Dallas and Amanda. Uh, anybody else need a shout out? Oh, I'll just, I'll go ahead and shout out 
uh, Focus Cube just because I still love the sign. It's behind me. Uh, check out Focus Cube. They got a new facility. Yeah. It's nice. They got two new shops, I think. Well, it's like a, they got a walkway between it. Like, it's connected. Yeah, that's nice. It is. It is nice because I've been to their old facility and it was cramped. Because like, t- <laughs> excuse me, like today when it was raining its ass off and freezing cold and I was having to go from shop to shop and run through the rain, I was like, this sucks. Just do the old. Uh, well, we can put a door in. Just do the old Kool-Aid man. and Oh, yeah. Bust right, straight through. Yeah. I'd be my luck. I'd freaking put my head down and run through the wall and run into a stud. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not there. You'll be fine. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, anyways, uh, things I want to our giveaway this month. Go check out our Facebook page for our giveaway. We are giving away a collection of books. All you got to do is go tell us your favorite book. That's one entry. And then if you give a like an Amazon link to that book, it's a second entry. You can find that on our Facebook page. You can also find it over on our Instagram. I posted it there. Uh, I don't shout it out enough, but we do have a Patreon. Uh, I, I know I hate begging for money. I'm not really begging for money. But if anybody feels like giving to our Patreon, it goes towards things like helping us out when we go to these shows this weekend. Uh, if you can donate to our Patreon, maybe it'll buy us lunch for one day so we're not <laughs> starving while sitting at the show. But I'm trying to, again, I want to try to do more and more shows. I've talked with uh, Sean at, at Herps, and we've agreed. Uh, we're going to try and record at way more shows, and maybe once a month we'll put out a, a recording from shows, and then we'll throw in some little, like, 10-minute <laughs> interviews and stuff into our our recorded stuff that we do on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. That'd be cool. Or Mondays sometimes, whenever we do these shows. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's it. All right, so let's get to... All right. See you later. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our guests who are, are here, but Heidi and Rachel. Uh, so y'all are on which episode? What number of episodes have y'all done now? Five? Four? Five. Yes, which is at least five. Five episodes. Five is out. Yeah, of In Blue. <clears throat> uh, and it's it's been received pretty well. Yeah. Yes. I think so. Uh, at NARBC, y'all, y'all, were, y'all were busy saying hi to a bunch of people. Yes. Yeah. They were all fancy. This Rachel had people this weekend <laughs> talking to her at the New Orleans show. Yeah, I had a couple people come up this weekend, and so it's really cool to hear feedback from from different people. Uh, everybody seems to really enjoy it, likes the direction we're going in, and uh, it's been exciting. I feel bad because I haven't listened to a bunch of them. Well, I was here for one of them, so I didn't listen to that one because I was sitting to the side <laughs> for the first one. Um, but I did listen to Brittany Gobbles, and every time I hear an interview with that woman, she's I don't know, she's the weirdest person. In like what? the best in the best ways, she's like oh, I was like what? No, no, because no. like she's all, there's always something different. Like between the stupid truffle dogs and the fact that she <laughs> yeah. writes books and the emu, yeah, and the she was yeah incubating an emu egg when she talked Attached to y'all, now. and oh, she was a piano yeah. instructor. Like yes. I had no clue. So <clears throat> she's the most interesting person. She is she a is. very interesting person. Every time there's something new. So yeah. everyone was happy, but you've had her on. You had uh, you had Justin Kabilka on. That was your first one. Yes. Yeah. Um, you've had Tom Harbin on. Yeah. Which was and a Corey great, Martin. great freaking episode. Was, was it? I gotta listen to that one. Yeah. Corey's Corey is great as always. Corey, yeah. who's your fifth one? Dax and Taylor from D and T Retics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ryan McVeigh is on the tap, is on tap, and he says he's excited to be on it. Yes, we're excited yeah. to have Ryan on. Yeah, we had Ryan on first. It's fine. You can have our sloppy seconds. It's cool. <laughs> I think we we also recorded uh, <clears throat> with Chase. Chase Patton. Oh, yeah. Patton. Chase I do remember yep. this the other night. Chase Patton, Chase Patton will be our next guest. Yeah, y'all are way that more on top of it. was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sitting here with no shows in the can for the uh, for my Pine Size Reptile podcast. We're having to shoot, do it tomorrow so I can put it out sun- Thursday. Thursday. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't I would, think I, I would have a hard time. I would probably just quit. Oh, I'm Erica's just like, no, excited I too. Erica McVeigh is excited too. 
I, I will say yeah. at NARBC, Ryan kept, when we talked to him about being on their podcast, he's like, not me. He's like, get Erica on. She's way better. We definitely want to have Erica on as well. He's like, I don't know why so many people like me because Erica's way better. <laughs> yeah, people are burnt out on that bald motherfucker. Ignore him. I'm just kidding. He does have some fucking white legs. <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing shorts and I was like, bro. He's like, man, I live in the tundra. Brendan says he can't find pint size. It's it's uh, it's got a Facebook page. It's on Amazon. It's on uh, Apple. It's on I don't know, like thirteen other places you can find it. Search harder, Brendan. It's there. I promise. Yeah, you have to you have to put in the whole name exactly as it is because it took me a little bit to find it. Pint too. size reptile podcast. No S on the reptile because art is an S. I can't remember. <clears throat> we we kind of the lo- the logo I think doesn't have an S, and then I think online it does have an S. It doesn't matter. You get the point. It's small shit. <laughs> small reptiles. That's what it is. Yeah, we've done so far. We've done uh, glass frogs, which was super interesting because I always thought glass frogs were uh, hard to keep. But if you can, apparently, if you can keep dart frogs, you can keep a glass frog. I didn't know that. Uh, we did rubber boas because I like rubber boas. We did day geckos, which are interesting. There's way more little geckos than I realized there were. There's a shit ton of them. And then we're doing uh, Kenyan sand boas coming up just because I like Kenyan sand boas and I can just talk about Kenyan sand boas. And then at some point, I'm going to do Kimberly Rock Monitors because I want a Kimberly Rock Monitor. Yeah. I need to learn more about them. I'm going to probably have to put that on hold. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know why I'm coughing all of a sudden over here tonight. Can you quit dying up here? Uh, I'm not carrying your body downstairs. Probably got to put Kimberly Rocks on, on the back burner for a while, but, you know. Yeah, Tracy Renee says, do garter snakes. Yeah. Garters are cool, man. They're so pretty. They shit so much. Yep. They smell funky. Everyone I've ever picked up smells funky. But they're pretty. Yeah. That's all that really matters. Darren yeah. says, got to do Viper Boas. I'd love to do Viper Boas, but I'd have to find somebody who actually like keeps Viper Boas and not just bought an import Viper Boa off the table. Because that seems to be what most of them are. But they're an awesome little snake. Um, and then I got some cool episodes for this show coming up soon. I've, I've actually got this month pretty much planned out. I went from nothing on Sunday to having it all planned out yesterday. Made me feel pretty good. Productive. I know. And I didn't have to try much either. So it was great. <laughs> Uh, but I do want to pull up. So we asked a question today. Cause again, I was dragging ass because of this whole vacation thing. That's the worst part about vacations. Like it's, it's great. But then like you get back and you have to go to the real world and you realize that you really f- quit doing stuff. I was like, you really needed a day or two to recover. Really needed a day or two. So, uh, but the question and, and Heidi, I think it was Heidi. Yeah. Heidi, Heidi yeah. It. Says, uh, what are your thoughts on reptile influencers? Do you think they help or hurt the hobby and why? And we've talked about this before. But it's always interesting, um, and there's more and more coming here and there. And, and y'all have kind of been in the spotlight lately, so y'all have kind of gotten used to some of this too. Uh, let's see. Ryan Cox said – wait, I said, oh, do you think they help or, hurt, help or hurt? He said, both. No one is perfect. I dig Emily and Ed. I love Emily and Ed over at Snake Discovery. Uh, Dave Kaufman and Catalia. But the people who freehandle, play at-home doctor, and use retics like toys could lose internet connection, and the hobby may actually improve. <laughs> that is probably true. Uh, free handling is stupid in general. Um, Maria Rodriguez says, I think anyone who considers themselves an influencer holds an amount of responsibility since they are the voice of many. I have seen many great ones and many terrible ones. And I guess need to. The problem is who's technically an influencer and who's not? Is it anybody that's got a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything? Do they technically count as an influencer? Or do you have to reach a certain amount? No, I think it's probably whoever you think is an influencer. I mean, it's yeah. it's really somewhat of a personal question. Gotcha. 
That makes sense. Because like you say, the amount of people that like one person versus another. <laughs> Brendan Versella. He just hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, the problem is Tyler Nolan. So here's the problem with, uh, and it's not just Tyler. There's, there's another one down there too. Uh, some of the people I really, really like and respect at the same time also have some of the people I don't like and respect on their channels. And so I'm torn on those. Uh, but I find myself not watching those episodes. Just don't watch who you don't like. Like, I really enjoy some of the podcasts, but every now and then they'll do the collaboration. We'll have somebody come on. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. They're all kind of in the same boat and they're all floating in the same circles. But some of them, like, I just wish they wouldn't. But, you know, be friends with who you want to be friends with. There's people that don't like me and I'm cool with that too. But You want to hear something kind of funny? Sure. My ag teacher from high school, his name's Dale Thornton. He's <clears throat> got to be in his 70s now. He's retired. He bought his first new truck in life in 1997. And he was a 50-something-year-old man. Um, and every truck he's had since, he's called the Spirit of Old 97. And he just got a brand-new Dodge Power Wagon and had the Spirit of 97 put right on the freaking old 97. <laughs> put right on the he's, he's a nut, man. He's hilarious. That guy taught me so much about animals, though. Really? Oh, God. Yeah, just, yes. He wasn't just an old uh, a coach they showed no. up, shoved in the shop? No, he was a... He had been a um, a professor at Sam Houston State. No, oh, wow. fuck, he would kill me for saying that. He went to Stephen F. Austin. He's lumberjack. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so when he came to teach high school kids, he'd been a teacher at our school district for seven or eight years before I got in high school. So I knew him from being in 4-H and stuff and showing at fairs and whatnot. You know who Mr. Thornton was. And uh, yeah, just a great guy. Just great guy, great teacher. You know, one of those you remember forever. Probably nothing your students ever say. Nah. I think I have like three that like me right. out of, uh, I don't know, a thousand. Right. Because cool. <laughs> you're just an ass. Yes, I am. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Someone's got to be. That paycheck cashes every two weeks, doesn't it? Yep. Right. <laughs> so, so everybody's like, everyone does teaching for the love of the children. Fuck that. <laughs> Hello, I do it because they give me a paycheck. Hey, Sean's here. It's Sean Gray. Sean said hi to you too, Heidi. <laughs> I bet, Sean, I bet Sean's happy to be home. They were gone. They were oh, wait till April. They were in Corpus, and then they went straight to New Orleans. In April, he won't see his house for a month. Yep. Uh, all right. So <laughs> Heidi's face. She was like, mm, oh. "Nope." <laughs> we have three of them in a row, and I'm just. We just lot. we just we've done two two of, in a row. We got two more. Two of eight, and then a week off, and then four. Oh shit! I forgot we have shirts too. We, you and I are going you to the shirt show in two I'm weeks. Going on a cruise. You have fun with that. I am going to have fun with that. We're going to go to Shirts. Shirts doesn't even sound like a real place. It doesn't sound like a place that would be able to even house a reptile show. If you're like, Shirts, Texas, seems like there would be 12 people. It's one family, and the dad is the sheriff of the but, town. It's, but it, it's like Pearland is to Houston. Yep. Yeah, it's right on the outside of San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So, And San Antonio is the sixth largest city now in the country, I think. Six this is seven. the fourth largest city in the country. I didn't realize it's that. It's the what? It's the fastest growing city in the country. Yeah. San Antonio is? Yeah. Over yeah. Houston? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd it's much the, rather, it's much the rather live out there. It's the fastest growing city in the nation. <laughs> well, it's not that. Just, I'm amazed at how fast Houston is growing. So the fact that San Antonio is growing faster than Houston is insane. Well, San Antonio can spread out on all the all sides. Houston only can kind of go up. So That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we, we could learn how to build a floating, floating land. We could do like a... The places over in the Middle East just build islands. They build entire fucking islands out there. So, <clears throat> I don't know if you know who Mr. Beast is. Nope. He's a YouTuber that has like 90 million followers or something. He's 24. He's The latest episode of Joe Rogan was with Mr. Beast. But he does all these things like 
I gave away $100,000 to a random stranger. Or I had five of my friends put their hand on my car and the last one that took it off got it. And it's like a Ferrari. <laughs> but um, he just did. Damn it. I was I had a, something you said triggered that. And you lost it. I fucking got fucking nothing now. Gone. Um, <laughs> this has been my Story life lately. My life. <laughs> gone. Eh, gone. Fucking, Maybe it'll come back. This is a good, good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Brendan, who's in the chat, said, depends which one. Getting people interested in the hobby is always great, but how you get them interested is where it gets complicated. Oh, I remember what it was. Oh, okay. He Don't gave away it. an island. An island? He bought an island for 800 grand in the Bahamas. It's about the size of four football fields. But he said when they got there to film, it doesn't have a beach. So they had to terra firm a beach. They had to bring in like 2,000 tons of beach sand. They had to have it dredged up. And build a beach. Until the next hurricane. And well, and then the person who won it was like, I don't want this fucking island. And he sold it for a million dollars. I was like, I'd sell it. What the but, fuck am I going to do with an island? But I mean, this dude went from just a regular guy to having an island that he sold for a million dollars. because Darn the bad luck. His newest thing is they they completely did everything from Squid Game. They built Squid Game. I've never watched it. In real life, except they didn't kill the people. Oh, yeah. That, Logan's I, been telling me all about it. He he likes Mr. He loves Beast. Mr. Beast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never watched Squid Game. Yeah. Guys, 23... He started his, his YouTube channel when he was 11, and that's all he's ever done, and he's making you know, millions. 15 years ago, I'm to myself, I'm like, no one can fucking make money doing nothing online, and now they make millions doing fucking nothing online. Like, I they do. don't – you watch them, you're like, I get it. They had to plan it out, and they had to actually do it, and there's work there, but they did fucking nothing. They, I mean, he does. They just, he has 100 employees. About a hundred employees now between all his, because he has a Spanish channel and a Japanese channel where it's all dubbed. Like he's smart. He hired a a famous actor in Mexico to dub his to stuff dub in stuff. Spanish, so people know the voice. It's the guy who did Spider Man dubbing. Oh, really? And he did the same thing in Japan. He hired some famous. And so, so he's now just rich by going around the world, just doing, doing nothing, shit. Doing, doing shit, doing, yeah. doing just random shit, and people watch it, <clears throat> and therefore he gets they spent revenue. Four, four well, million. I mean. That was really the best part of Oprah, right? Right. So, yeah. I mean, he's pretty smart. Right. Like, some kid was watching Oprah in the living room with his mom and was like, I could do this. I mean, I can't say shit. I watched, like, Lego stuff where it's just a guy in his basement going, look at all my Legos. I'm like, yep. And, like, he's got a shit ton of followers, which is why you can watch him go buy a shit ton of stuff, shit ton of Lego, which he's he, obviously using money from YouTube to buy it. It's just. He spent a uh, million dollars, $4 million on the. Um, Four million dollars on the sets and all that stuff to do the Squid Game. He said I had a one million dollar budget and I spent four. <laughs> John said he also gives away a shit ton of money to away to people in need and charities. He well, he doesn't care about money. He's like yeah. the only reason I bought a new house is because the one I was living in that I was paying seven hundred dollars a month for got broken into and they stole all my shit. He's like, I didn't care. It was a bunch of expensive shit. I didn't care. He's like, but I don't want to break it in and killing me. Yeah. He's yeah. like, so I bought a nice house that has more security. Well, I mean, and you talk about, we're talking about influencers in this question. You look at Ed and Emily, they built an entire zoo off of YouTube money. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, every time I watch that video, I'm thinking, man, it's these two, just these two people who decided, hey, we're going to do this YouTube stuff, built an entire zoo, which now employs however many people it employs. Um, I'm going to come back to them because I do want to talk about one of their, couple of their recent videos. If, you ain't, if it ain't easy doing YouTube, that Rogan podcast was a good one. Oh, yeah, actually. He no. said that him and five other influencers or content creators about five years ago, they got, they, so he didn't, he's like, I'm, I hate school. 
I, he said, I, I told my mom I'd sign up for college and I left every morning like I was going to school, but I wasn't. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, him and I think he said it was five other guys, they would get on Skype at 7 a.m. and sometimes they'd be on until midnight or one, doing nothing but looking at videos, like looking at another content creator's videos and going, why does that one have 2 million views, but that one only has 100,000? What's the difference in the thumbnail? What's the difference in the lighting in the video? What's the difference in the way the video progresses? Yeah. And like just became hyper focused on that, that how to create these videos and get people to watch them. And now he has 91, 91 and a half million subscribers just on one of his channels. But so I guess that brings me to some of the issues that I have with some of the, the, I guess you need to call them a content. I guess there's maybe a difference between a content creator and an influencer. And sometimes a content creator can be an influencer. Sometimes influencers are just, they're famous for being famous and they don't really do much, but a content creator has to actually go out. Like Dave Kaufman is a content creator. He, he goes out and has to like actually right. travel to these places and come up with this whole thing and then edit it all. And he's been doing video for most of his life. Um, yeah. That's the other thing Sean said. They studied the algorithms as well, <clears throat> which they did. Welcome to the Mr. Beast podcast. <laughs> what is John? Okay. What, John? John, what? I have no idea what John Feely means. I don't either. I don't either. Oh, well, he said, wait a second. Why was this not like an instant thing? Did someone get in trouble with their wife? Is this one of those things where John Feely accidentally typed into the wrong chat? <laughs> he actually meant that to go to someone else. We're curious. I think that's one of those things. Like me yesterday. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like, so the thumbnail thing, that's, that's a big issue in, in the red. So Mr. Beast isn't affecting a group of people by what he puts out because what he puts out doesn't affect a hobby. Right. Right. It's it's his personal life, and you're watching him live his personal life and do all this stuff. But when we're talking about some of these guys, they they can affect a hobby. And there's some people sure. that say they won't, but I feel like they do. Like if you're every now and then you'll see like uh, news clips from towns and stuff about a uh, reptile or this or that, and they use some of these YouTube clips for their stock footage for stuff because they don't have any of stock footage or whatever. So you know, PETA enjoys catchy. Uh, thumbnails because that looks really good for their case mm -hmm. i just i don't know that's a that's a one problem i have is is i get it i get that they're doing it for i guess it's a catch-22 in some cases they're doing it to get viewers which will get them more viewers more money which will allow them to do more stuff and reach more people but at the same time are they reaching people the right way that will positively help the hobby i definitely think some of them are not yeah so let me go to uh, Matt. Or, or I'll go back to Brendan real quick. So it depends on the ones getting interest, uh, getting people interested in the hobby. It's always great, but how you get them interested is where it gets complicated. And so that's where I go back to that. It's Are you really getting reptile people interested? People that are truly enjoy the animals, bringing them into the hobby that will stay around for a long time because they enjoy the animals? Or are you just getting the folks that get, I want to see somebody get bit? You know, it's the old, like, every video of someone getting kicked on the balls is always a great video on right. America's Funniest Home Videos. Go look at a black ice video and just on side, a sidewalk black ice video. Yeah. Like, how I many millions of views it has. Everybody loves it. Because we all like to watch someone else get hurt. <clears throat> yeah. But unfortunately, but the thing is, you watch those videos, you that person is the only person that got hurt. Mm -hmm. But you watch a video that's in our hobby, unfortunately, that could hurt the rest of us. And we're seeing some of that backlash right now with what we have going on. And you can see what Sean just posted you know it's the influencers responsibility in the reptile community to show the hobby in the correct way and the people that are doing stuff for shock value and views are the ones that are <laughs> detrimental to the community sorry i was moving around that makes sense john feely 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Robert's always in trouble. <laughs> John, it's so, how it is. I think that's what marriage means in Latin. <laughs> always in trouble. I'm never in trouble. Bullshit. <clears throat> oh, wait, no. I never give a shit if I'm in that's trouble. What that's I was what about it was. To say. That's <laughs> what you it was. Are, you don't give a shit. I forgot. That's what it was. Uh, so our buddy Max uh, Hicks said, influencers don't have enough depth to do damage or help either way as there's no substance to their content. However, content creators that have real depth can do a lot to help grow our hobby and change the image of the reptiles into a favorable one. But they can also hurt our hobby by bringing to spotlight stupid actions that encourage mishandling of animals. Said so Kristen Wiley has an amazing discussion on how venomous keepers online uh, run a risk of this, of ruining it. <laughs> James is typing in. Sean's like, aren't you driving home? <laughs> James Bergoli. James Bergoli, just listen to the podcast. No, we don't need you in the conversation anyways. <clears throat> Are you guys coming this weekend? This week, yeah, we just said yeah. we're doing we're recording. That's right. That's right. Where were you? We just had this conversation at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode guys, one. If you guys, if you even knew what I've been through in the last week, um, you uh, give me a break. I promise. <clears throat> uh, so James really said Brian, that's Barchek, just did a video saying he was sending a bunch of snakes for one of his. He was sending a bunch of snakes for one of his vids, sending them. He's sending Mr. Beast a bunch of snakes. Yeah, if you go uh, further, they talk about he's doing uh, something with Mr. Beast. Gotcha. Uh, Kiana says the podcast should stop hosting people like Wiccans and dumping dumping for him. It must be a Canadian term. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess. I, to me, I've never seen Adam. I don't live in Canada, and I don't hate him as much, but I've never seen Adam do anything that I don't like. Sorry, I know that's going to rub some... Uh, <laughs> Some people Chris. up there. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris Eaton says, yo, yo, I heard you guys might have the In Blue Girls on. Any interest in hearing either of them talk? No. It's my podcast, Chris. Fuck you. She said simping. I got auto cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Sean, we saw your uh, post. They are going to have a- I'm a 42. A I don't know what the fuck the simping means. Stuff this week. I just know it's a negative, apparently. But- I do like to hear myself talk, Sean. Hey, you know what? That's why I have my own podcast. <laughs> you have That's exactly why you have a podcast. My birthday's Monday. Never mind. I was going to say, we might be recording on my birthday next week, but we're not. It's Monday. You had to think about when your birthday was? That's how you know you're fucking <sighs> I old. I don't even fucking care anymore, to be honest with you. <laughs> when I hit 40, I was like, well, been a good run. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, uh, anyways, back to some of these, uh, some of these answers. Uh, Angel, the, I'm not going to fuck up that last name. They definitely are the loudest voice in the hobby and bringing uh, a lot of attention, good and bad. Ultimately, I think they hurt more. They are entertainment and shouldn't be the end-all, be-all for information. So many videos I've watched where they just echo what's on the internet and not what the experienced readers truly know. They use uh, showmanship and sensationalism to replace actual knowledge throughout provoking content. The problem is I feel like some of these, these larger names do have actual good information that they could share but it gets overshadowed by the bullshit what? i'm sorry i am laughing because chris is just trying to get you to shut up and let heidi and i talk and it's just hilarious you know what chris you can always have them back on your podcast so fuck off apparently sean is gonna sing happy birthday to you this weekend robert he said about we were at um we were at that show last year on my birthday. Yeah. Right. My birthday was Sunday last year. I was not there. And he sang to me, you were there. Was I there? Yeah. Yes. I don't remember. <clears throat> yeah. 
Because remember, we were at their house, and that's when that dog attacked Otis. And oh uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm text downstairs. Tell them to shut the fuck up with the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh Anyways. shit. Huh. Going back to my question, Chris Eaton, fuck off. Uh, well, technically, it was my question. That's true. But... It was your question. And we'll get to your point on it shortly if I can get through this. Shut the fuck up, Chris Eaton. <laughs> uh, let's see. I won't read that one because it's a book long. I'm sorry, Emily. It's a great response, but it's a, it's a novel. Uh, John Feely, because he's in here. I think there's a big difference in how influencer content creators or people that love the industry react. While I have carried the tag myself at times, I try not to word vomit the regular google search or the habits that you get from some cough cough insert name here someone did earlier tyler nolan uh where they are worried more about content and production than they care uh than the care that's where the lot i think john is having a problem typing tonight i feel like there should be a comma in there somewhere and it's really you know commas save lives uh moving on let's see oh joe Phelan which, by the way, may be coming on the podcast soon. I probably just jinxed myself, but <clears throat> in the near future. Joe Phelan said, being a reptile influencer may be the worst job ever. Even if you were to do everything right, there are thousands of people who disagree. We also overestimate their impact on almost everything. We often don't see the forest for the trees because we are so involved in the hobby. Yes and no? I mean, I think Brian Barczyk has a huge reach. John said, eat a dick. <laughs> John Feely has quickly become one of my favorite people. That's because he lives far <clears> enough away. You don't have to see him on a regular basis. No, I mean, that's not it. <laughs> I just enjoy John's company. John enjoys anybody's company. He lives in the middle of fucking nowhere. There's a million people out there. There may be, but it's still the middle of... It's the, most, it's the most million people in the middle of fucking nowhere you could possibly have. <laughs> El Paso is like... No. El, you drive to the middle of nowhere and then drive for six more fucking hours. Yeah. Then yep. you're in El Paso. <clears throat> yep. Then you're like, oh, like <clears throat> when you're coming into El Paso for like the last three hours, there is nothing. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, there's a city. A big city. <laughs> Where did the I mean it's like nothing, 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 nothing. Loves truck stop. Big city. How do you think people convince their families, like, all right, guys, we're moving to El Paso? Like, how does that go for families they're, that move out? Like, they're Marty Robbins fans. Out in the west. <laughs> you think they're just like, guys, we're moving. Where to? Just hop in the car. Yep. And then once they're there, guys, we're here. We might, we might as well stay. It's right. either going to be really fucking hot or really cold, depending on what time of day it is. And I hope you don't want to go visit anywhere because, well, it's too far away. Um, There's some good food out there. Yeah. There's a haunted Italian restaurant called Monteleone's. It's yeah, we talked about that in any pretty, pretty freaking interesting. <laughs> Brendan said that one country song, right? It's it just that one country song. Yep. Uh, oh, and then I love that this was one of the other answer to our question. I knew this was the one person I was waiting for, and he all he said was, "So Paul Byfield said, Byfield said, I got a few I hate." Oh yeah, I hear about it's that. all Paul. It's <laughs> all Paul said. I, I was like, Paul will say something. Oh yeah, if if, uh, if you want to know, I'm Paul will tell you. Chris, we're not mad Chris at is Heidi. A mess tonight. He Heidi is is not a live recording person. She was upset that I made her record live. But I told her it's okay. And I made her come on anyways. I just found a thing that I have to share to our group. What is it? It's from Reddit. It's, I've never figured okay. It's a question. I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself here. I've never fucking figured out Reddit. Does anyone know where I can find a gay lobster? 
Because looking for a second pet lobster to fill out my 250 gallon tank. Currently have a female lobster and would like a male, but don't want them to mate and make baby crayfish and make crayfish baby lobsters. I would like to find a gay male lobster so that I can have both female and male, but no crayfish. Let me know if you have any leads. I'm pretty sure the one, one, the the rock lobster they sung about in B-52s was probably a gay lobster. Just based off that song. Yeah. But you got to find that one. Shit people come up with, man. I barely have time to like bake real things and people can come up with that shit. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's no thought. Pro- Trust me. I teach kids that ask me shit all the time like that. Yeah. And they didn't put any effort into that. What, thought. Was, it, what was it last year? Uh, it, something was made out of whale sperm. Oh, uh, lip gloss. Lip gloss. Chris. They thought that oh, lip gloss gross. was made out of whale sperm. What? That someone was going around jacking off no, whales no, no, to make no. lip gloss. Lipstick <laughs> yeah. used to be made out of whale blubber. They don't do that anymore either. I just, I'm, I'm like, that's why I asked the kid. I was like, I need you to think of the logistics. Someone <clears throat> trained a whale to flip over and then they jacked the whale off to gain sperm to make lip gloss. <laughs> we did not say. Yes. Yeah, oh, no, I 100% no. said that. No. 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, you should try right now. Right now, I'm teaching the reproductive system. Uh, there's some stupid fucking kids out there that don't know shit about the reproductive system. That's scary. Yeah. Oh, it's horrifying. They're old enough to know. No, they're old enough to do stuff. They don't know. They're old enough to be taught. Who's going to teach them? The parents. Nope. What are we doing here, Chris? Whatever the fuck we want. Whatever we want. <laughs> That's pretty much this, what it is. This is my time during the week where I get to sit and just talk bullshit for a week. And then, yep. and you, Chris, you know what? Fuck it. You're listening to it. <laughs> we love you, Sean. What's the worst part? I'm sitting here talking bullshit while 22 people watch it. Or the fact that you're one of the 22 people listening to me talk <laughs> about bullshit and well semen. Um, yeah, I would like to, everybody to know that... Uh, we are having a silent auction this weekend. Who are we? For Chris Duncan. Yes. Our friend who has a non uh, has Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yes. Um, I haven't spoken to, uh, I don't know if, I'm sure Tracy's still on here. Um, you know, you're only showing 15. Well, that's because you don't see everybody, Sean. That's 15 people watching it through Facebook like yeah. you. We have 20. We just lost one. We have 21 total. Right no, now. fuck that part. Um, yeah. You know, having been someone who's dealt with that in the past, um, you know, Chris needs Chris and Tracy need everything we can give them. Yeah, if anybody out there can, uh, like, uh, knit a fake beard, red a red fake beard with a little strap on it, he's gonna need I, a fake beard. Uh, maybe because he's gonna have to. Hey, Chris, his do you want me to knit him one? Yeah, he needs just a nice like what, like what grandmother would make a big old knitted fake beard with an Wait. elastic strap. No, okay. attach it to a hoodie because he's going to be bald. He's going to. But oh, that's true. We can attach it to the one thing, and uh, that way we can make up for the fact that he won't have Tracy a beard. Says, oh, wow. I was, yes. I was about to ask that if Sean knew what we were over because um, they, they auctioned off another or raffled off another uh, smoker this weekend. Oh, did they? Yeah, Luis from um, Bear Exotics won it. Actually, Sean won it and donated it back, and then drew another thing, and Luis won. Yeah, so it's four thousand dollars so far in donations. Um, also come out this weekend because you'll see a dinosaur. Yes, there will be. Oh, is there. Joe going to be dressed up like a dinosaur? What, uh, I bought the fucker. She's going to wear it again. <laughs> so I, I bought our friends. The Grants were selling a uh, an inflatable T Rex costume, and my daughters wanted an inflatable costume of any sort for forever. And so I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And so we got it. And at the Corpus Christi show, she wore it 
a lot. A lot. And like, I think she said nine kids took pictures. Yeah, there were kids that like came up, took pictures, and loved it. And she loved every minute of it. She watching her run down the aisles of the dinosaur is fucking hilarious. So she's gonna be doing it in a in Corpus in a Brian College Station. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to Corpus. Yeah, no, not going to Corpus. But Katie says she mentioned in the cards she's gonna be doing it. So anybody that comes out there, come in your uh, dinosaur costume, and we can just have a giant herd of dinosaurs running around the show. <laughs> That'll be great. So a bunch <laughs> of the vendors are gonna shave their heads and and beards. Um, if we raise an X amount of money for Christmas. Not Robert, because if Robert shaves his no. beard, his wife will divorce him. Robert is not allowed. I will do something else. He will shave gonna Robert is going to shave his nuts in Love solidarity that. for Chris. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Sean is going to do it. He's going to shave your nuts at a Herp show. So, Sean, make sure you, you come on out and shave his nuts. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. Bye. See you in a couple Start of talking about shaving nuts, and Sean's like, I get out of here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I uh, I will not be shaving because I look twelve. That that's Robert. He would be twelve again, and that's I not have a baby face. Plus, I need to enjoy all the hair I have now because at <clears> some <throat> point I'm going to lose it. Um, and so I'm going to enjoy it while I got You're it. Go bald and look back to my little right like that. <laughs> Damn, she's just calling you out for going bald, Robert. That's <laughs> fucked up. Well, that's why we normally have his head shaved. He just look. Here's another another rack builder in Ohio saying. He can't get any. I tubs. don't care if we dye it green. That's fine. He just can't shave it off. I'm good with that. I'm perfectly fine with green. It works. St. Pat- St. Patty's Day is coming up. I can't up. dye my hair green, though, Sean. No, not my hair. We can dye Robert's beard. Robert's beard. Green. Yeah, Let we dye it green. Very specific. Nobody's I touching. You were talking about our hair. I was like, oh, I'm not. No. Yes, oh, Chris, no, I know it sucks. Uh, but I just can't do it, also. But I can feel bad for you. I'm trying to get you a, a knitted beard, man. We're working yeah. on it. I'm working on getting you a fake knitted beard so you can look so cool. Yeah. We because we I love you, dude. We 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 know you're gonna beat this shit. Yes. And oh yeah, I'm gonna be making fun of you for years. We're so. all gonna be here with you and we're gonna laugh and we're gonna probably cry and we're all gonna, you know, we're all gonna go through it together, man. You're not definitely not in this by yourself. Not at all. So how about you get better? Quit taking all this attention from everything else. God, what an attention <laughs> for. Don't listen to him. Fuck Chris. Uh Wait, Brandon, if you're shaving nuts, you can always make a beard. Uh, that, oh, gross. That's, that's true. <laughs> like that kid on that movie, The Campaign. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, was it or Cartman who yep. bought pubes? Yep. And then he ended up killing the kid's parents and feeding him his parents. Wow. That's a lot. Actually, it was a long thing. So he actually trained a horse uh, to bite dicks. And then uh, he got uh, the parents to come out to try and save their son, who wasn't really there, from this horse. The farmer came out and shot the parents. Then Cartman took the parents and turned them into award-winning chili and then fed the chili to the kid. Yep. And then the kid was a fan of Metallica? I think it was Metallica. And Metallica showed up and saw this kid crying because he just ate his parents, and they called him a pussy, which made him cry more. Yeah, it was a fucked up episode. Yeah. Man, that's a was, lot to watch. Well, people, people that don't watch South Park don't understand that they're actually they're they're taking on serious topics in a satirical way, but still while being serious. Oh, I, my favorite thing is to compare. So their episode for anybody out there that's ever watched the Underpants Gnome episode, that's how I uh, relate all kids today. All kids are the Underpants Gnomes because if anybody's ever seen it, I have no clue, Katie. 
What is it? What the fuck? Talking about whatever they want. So the <laughs> underpants gnomes, and this. Okay, look, I can bring this back to reptiles. This is most people who get into ball pythons. Obviously not Heidi and Jack because they actually have a functioning business. But most, the underpants gnomes plan is step one: steal underpants. Step two. Step three: money. Money, right? And I think a lot of people start businesses like that. That's, that's a business plan. Step one: start a business. Step two: money. Step three, money. Oh, look, Norm said his fiance is going to try and crochet him a beard. There we go. There we go. I need an old lady crochet beard is what we need. Just like something that Granny would give send over in Christmas. Norm's fiance is not an old lady. I didn't say she's old. I need an old lady crochet okay, beard. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> it's a style that we're going for. The thing that like got it, got you know, it. I when, see what you're saying. When Granny gives it to you for Christmas, you have to be oh thanks, Granny. And anything then, crocheted should be judged on the uh, level of Granny's crocheting. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Did Heidi yeah. just yawn? No. Crazy just being an ass. yawning. Well, let's let's get Heidi and Rachel involved right. here a little more. And let's, so, let's, Heidi, uh, this was your question. What do you want to know? This is your question. What are your thoughts on reptile influencers? Now that you um, are becoming one with no, your own I'm podcast. No, I'm not. You are with your so, own podcast. People, are, people know who you are outside of the regular people that knew who you were before. Go, Heidi. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that. It's still the same people that I already knew. But no, anyway. I, I've seen how many views y'all get on your podcast, and I'm 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 slightly sad that it's say it's more than hours, and you've only been out for five episodes. <laughs> so I know that more people know you than knew you before. It, it's boobs. Okay. I've got Robert here for boobs, and no one watches. <laughs> bullshit. I told so, the guy at the gas station because I had a bunch of ones in my wallet. I said I'm a stripper, but reverse. People made keep clothes on. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Heidi. Sorry. So I really, I really hadn't thought about it. So when, um, that's actually what I, I guess I have been thinking about it a little bit lately. Um, because I've been following more people on Instagram and things like that, being more active in social media. It wasn't something that I really thought about before. Um, I mean, I guess I'm the same. I I have mixed feelings about it. I think, um, I think people doing it in a positive way um is really good for the hobby um but i I mean i don't know i i guess like the rest of of um like people that don't like the mishandling and um that kind of stuff or giving bad advice i guess but but on the flip side so here's what i think i think influencers in general are good for the hobby because then when people come to purchase animals, it's up to breeders to educate them on what to actually do. Yeah. Yep. So I think I think that's kind of like, even though they're doing bad things, they're still bringing visibility into the hobby. And I think then it's up to us to, to fix it, to fix the bad behaviors. So how often do y'all have someone come up to you saying, hey, I saw this snake on a YouTube video. Do y'all have one of these? Or at least that they they come to you because of something they saw online and they're looking for something like that or you're having to correct something they saw. Because so, y'all have a pretty um, big setup at a show. Y'all, y'all, y'all are kind of prominent at a show. Yeah, but I but still, like, I mean, we still talk to people all the time. And people that are new coming to the table are watching Bar Check. They're watching um, – I mean, they're they're following these influencers, especially people in their, like – early twenties and teens. Like these are people coming into the hobby because they're seeing some of this stuff on 
online because like growing up, I really didn't think about keeping reptiles. Like someone else had to show me that, um, like I, I had to be interested in it some other way. Like it wasn't something that I grew up with. And so like I, I had Jack for that, like he introduced me into the hobby, but still like, even when we first started, we were watching Bartek and, um, you know, people on YouTube and to, to get an idea if we're even going to like doing any of this. So. So I guess that's where it's different for me. I, between all of us here, I've been in the hobby the longest and YouTube wasn't a thing when I got in. So like yeah. it was the forums and you could kind of tell on a forum who was the person to listen to and who wasn't. Um, <clears throat> and the, so the voices were not as loud, I think. And so it's just a completely different. The hobby is 100% different now than it was when I joined. And so you're right. It, it, they do listen to a lot of people that, uh, you normally wouldn't direct them to. And, and like I said, a lot of people, they start off in those directions and they realize, okay, that's, exactly. that's we grow not out right. of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, I think that's probably, I mean, I, I know that there's some really bad content out there. Right. But, um, but I think if it gets people interested, why not? I, I mean, they're, they're going to do it anyway. So at least they're doing it and it's pulling people into our hobby. They're not, they're not out there with monkeys instead. I mean, I, yeah. to me, I mean, they're, they're at least doing it to bring visibility into the hobby. If I have to see one more video on Facebook of the snake uh, that catches fish because they shove it down a hole and all of a sudden catfish come back up the hole. Right. And I have to tell people, that's not real. Quit fucking watching those videos. Yep. Drives me nuts. And there's several of them. I've seen one with like retake and one with like a cobra. And they just shove it down in a hole full of water. And what they don't realize is there's a hole two inches off camera that it came up out of and then a person shoved a fish down in that hole so it came out the other um, that's my only problem is we also live in a world where everyone believes everything they see on the internet and it's not just kids people people will say it's just kids but we've all met adults that are the fucking stupid i'm just saying that are fucking stupid and will believe anything they see on the internet and so it becomes very hard when some of these influencers say things and then we have to try and break the person for, of that i think jason miller out of us just hit the nail yeah, on the head I he said i feel like the forums were geared more towards sharing whereas today's media is more about showing off i agree well a forum allowed you to ask questions right. a youtube video that has a million views you can ask questions in a little comment thing but no one's really fucking answering that a forum Someone posted something and you're like, oh, that's cool. You could ask that person a question and they would answer. And you'd see a whole conversation thread of, of that right there. Um, it definitely doesn't happen now with, with YouTube or even with Facebook. I mean, Facebook, because it's so fast paced. I mean, you can go from a post to 50 comments in four minutes. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the forum, it took a little while because people had to go to the website. And that was normally at the end of the day. They go to the website. They check it out. They do all this stuff. They come back the next day. And now there's a whole bunch of things. And now they got to read through them all. And comment on all of them so it's yeah it's it's definitely a different world and I, and I don't think it's a worse world it's it's a different world and there's i think the negative is a lot bigger yeah i mean i mean and that's the thing like the bigger it gets the more it's going to change well so. the negatives are, are magnified now yeah whereas before yeah. they kind of get pushed underneath the rug yeah and i think everybody gets into the hobby for their own reasons right like i don't I know about ball pythons because I've kept them for years and years, but 
I couldn't tell you anything about most other reptile species because it's not that I'm necessarily like we, that's what we chose to be interested in. And, and I guess for us, it's no different than someone breeding dogs. Like you don't have to know every little thing about the dog or the history of the dog just to breed them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think there's a, there's a group of people that just want a pet. And so these influencers, um, you know, a lot of them are just geared towards those people that just want a pet. They don't, they don't necessarily want to be in the reptile hobby, like some of the rest of us, people that are breeding or, um, collectors or whatever. Um, so, and I think that's probably the majority of the people that are actually technically in the hobby or that keep reptiles aren't actually in the hobby. That makes sense. But, but those are the people that help bring money into the, into yeah. the hobby so yeah. that we can do other things. Well, and I, th I think it's different. So when I got in the hobby, I grew up as a kid who loved reptiles. So I know a lot of different reptiles. Whereas nowadays someone can strictly get in, like you said, they bought a ball Python and that's the only snake. That's the only reptile they know. It's the only animal they know yeah. because they're not a reptile person, which is not negative. They're just, yeah. they love that animal. You know, yeah. I mean, and Rachel, you got into it. You started off with with ball pythons and stuff, but you've started to branch out as you've seen other things like the blue beauties and the yeah. dumerals bows, and you start to see other stuff. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of there's a, a lot of paths into quote unquote hobby, yeah. uh, and I guess that's another problem is is that a lot of us tend to bash the ones who don't meet our path. Yeah, um, but I'm still gonna bash ball pythons because fuck them. But still, <laughs> whatever. Uh, the problem I have, though, again, is just the misinformation. And and we see all the time on Facebook, you'll see someone who's had a ball python for a week trying to tell someone how to house their ball python. or the pro And they're just regurgitating things that they've seen in videos and on care sheets, but no actual experience. Because they're super excited that they learned something new. So you see this a lot with people. And I, this is going to be really off color, but people that are newly have newly found religion do yeah. the same thing. They run around like they're experts about what's going on. Um, they do the same thing. I think it's, I think it happens to anyone new in an, in an industry or hobby or like they've, they have this new revelation that they, they're so excited about learning all of these things. And so then they're like a pseudo ex that <laughs> then they think they're an expert. And I guess that's another thing with, with the way that social media and everything works now is that they can give their opinion so quick. Like they, there's no having to search out that spot to go do it where forums, you had to go search it out and you had to be willing to go on there and, and read. And it was. Well, you had to know about it. Yeah. Like on Facebook, you, you don't have to know about it. No, like right. it, It'll pop it's up for you. Fed to you. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, there's always a million. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. And there's a million groups that Facebook go, Oh, you're in one reptile group. Here's 20 of them. You may like yeah. these. And all yeah. of a sudden you're in 20 reptile groups and it's, I just, people have got to learn that just take it easy and, and breathe. <gasps> like one of the biggest things I always see. And, uh, so we've talked about it with, um, why can I not think my brain went blank. Who do we have on the podcast at NARBC? Oh, like eight people. I know. Casey. Casey. Talk about with Casey. <laughs> I it just was, literally just it was Casey. picked one out of the blue. <laughs> it was, it and was, I don't even know what you're talking about. It was That's Casey Cannon. Yep. Talking, about, talking about naming. So for the longest time in BOAs, and I've, I've bitched about this on here before, but I saw another post come out the other day. Uh, we used to call them Red Tails. Mm -hmm. It was a Colombian. A lot of people still do. And then True Red Tails, if it was the BCCs, which are now BC. They've changed the classification. 
And we were fine with that for well, years. I think Casey said because taxonomy is fucking stupid. Fucking stupid. Like yeah. Well, it's, it's a make-believe human construct. Right. right. So we weren't there when it all evolved. We don't know. But uh, that I wonder how many people now who argue, no, there are red tails and common bows. I wonder how many of those people are new to that part of the hobby. Right. And they got indoctrinated with that idea. <clears throat> they weren't here 20 years ago when we all agreed, red tails? True red tails. And we were fine with that. We kept using that forever and no one yelled at each other. So it's that kind of thing that you see in the hobby. How many people uh, strongly, firmly believe this one thing only because that's the one thing they read when they first got in and they haven't seen all the other stuff before that. And if someone has a million views on a YouTube video, that video is going to be the one they see first. And it's going to be the one that sticks in their brain first. Mm -hmm. And if they're shown, that's how you, if that's how you properly feed a retic by waving a rabbit round outside the cage so it can leap out at it and it looks amazing, they're going to go, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. When in reality, or fucking know, is. There's no reason yeah. to do that. Cutting an egg open and ripping a baby out. And, yeah, and killing it, and which know. has happened. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, what mm -hmm. I like to say, finger fucking egg. I haven't watched a finger fucking egg video in forever. Uh, thank God. But yeah, they, they see those and that becomes their... They're one thing and they get stuck on it. They don't, no one does any sort of research anymore. Or once they find the one thing they think is true, they're done. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to look anymore. They're done. <laughs> yeah, John Feely. It's exactly what I was thinking. Well, there was, was a, a YouTuber that cut an egg and then the umbilical was wrapped. So he cut the umbilical and the snake bled to death. Yeah. And then instead of owning up for it immediately, he tried to spin it and people were like you're full of fucking shit bro and he finally owned up to it but it was too late well and so <clears> we're talking <throat> about nomenclature all, jason milaradovich says it blows his mind that boa sigma which i think is the cloud bow it's it's a smaller boa species and imperator which is the, what we call common bows or red tails differ more than humans and chimps humans and chimps are 99.7 percent the same genetically but they showed that with the green tree pythons when they did that study two years ago whatever that all these green tree pythons could differ by like 20 or 30 percent mm -hmm. genetically genetically whereas we're 0.3 percent different than a chimpanzee and obviously fucking different when you look at us mm -hmm. but two green tree pythons look identical to the normal person looking at them so that's another thing where this whole naming thing really it's just fucking it just confuses people uh brenda says i mean power feeding wasn't considered a bad thing until we learned it was a bad thing that the thing with knowledge is it's always changing. That is true. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's people have got to be willing to learn something new. Yeah. Don't close yourself off to, to just what you've read the first time. Cause that may not be the best way. You got to keep an open mind about no matter what you're going into, that there may be better way, or you may learn something more just doing it. Yeah. Minutely different. Well, and also what works for one person doesn't always work for everyone. And what has worked for, the old school herper who has had reptiles since 1985 or whatever may not work in your situation for what you have for the animals you have. So like mm -hmm. there's, it, all it may not even work for where you live. Like, I mean, you guys have to keep animals different than we do because your weather is completely different. Yeah. Like I can't keep my stuff outside like Carl does and he's in the same state, but there's no way like they would die. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's, I, People have got to be open up to more. And, and it's fine if you want to watch uh, – I'll throw out names. I don't give a shit. If you want to watch Tyler Nolan, if you want to watch Barjack, but don't let them be the end-all, be-all of whatever you learn about that situation or that animal how to keep. There's 
a million other places you can go. And some of it may involve, and I know it's weird for me to say this because I fucking hate doing it, reading. Some of it may involve reading. Uh, so, there are some really good books out there. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. There are some really good books that are still like, I don't think people realize books are still coming out. They they still make those things. They're not they're not antiques. You can still find new reptile books. And there's still really good websites that you can go to and get genuinely good information that you can read on a website and not in a Facebook forum. John Grant posted Aspen is a trash substrate. That goes back to someone commenting on a Facebook post he made that was just fucking bashing Aspen as a tra- as a horrible substrate. And I'm like, I've used it for 20 years. Yeah. It's in certain situations, it's fine. It's an, yeah. but the problem is we're also, that's one of those people watch probably some video of someone doing bioactive and assume that's the only way to keep stuff is in bioactive. And if you're not doing it, you're a horrible reptile keeper. You know, same thing happens to all of us that keep our shit in racks. We get bashed by people because we keep shit in all racks the time. because one YouTube person has an eight foot cage for their bearded dragon and go, this is the way to keep it. So. Oh, I, I mean, we would all love to keep them that way, though, right? Yes, yeah. But I can't keep I mean, hundreds I mean, of snakes. Readers, I, I would love to have like millions of square feet, and you know, like that would be fabulous. Mm-hmm. That's I just would, not how my life I would love works. a big old eight foot cage for my blue beauty. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Bandit would be so cool and something like that. I was jealous, so I was watching one of the snake discovery videos. They just got one of my dream animals. I don't know if I'll ever have it, just because of the care it takes and the setup and all. But they just got one of my dream animals in, which takes a large space. They just got a caiman lizard. Oh, yeah. And I fucking love caiman lizards. But you've got to have a huge aquatic area for it and a land area for it. And this brand, it's a big setup. And so they're, uh, they're communal too, right? Can't you keep a bunch of them together? I don't know. So I'm pretty sure those are the redheaded ones, right? Yeah, the big green redheaded ones. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure they. So I'm pretty sure at the Fort Worth Zoo they have a huge enclosure, and there's like 50 of them in there. Well, I know a lot of zoos they'll do huge enclosures with like big Amazonian fish in there, and then they'll do those, and maybe some smaller lizards and tortoises, and and do lots of things in them because they they are a lizard that allows you to do that. But they are a lizard yeah. that when you go to a zoo and you see them in these big setups that have water and land and trees over the water, yeah, it's not just done that way because it's a zoo exhibit. That's how those animals have to, have to be kept, yeah. you know, which is why I don't have them because they don't fit into a rack system like my sand <laughs> <No>. boas. They <laughs> so don't have them. Yeah. Um, that, it's one of the animals that I would, I would love to have a setup outside that I could keep them in. Like, I think that would be amazing. And there's such and a I cool would a whole bunch of them. And there's a ton of stuff that I would love to have that I just, I mean, I know that I don't have the space or time to take care of them. But again, they're different than everything I have. So that doesn't mean that because the Cayman lizard has to be kept that way, that I'm a horrible person because I keep my Kenyan Sambo in a tub. So we need a zoo. We do need a zoo. We need a zoo. I'm I'm all for a traveling. I want to do a traveling zoo, although I'm trying to outlaw those too. So yeah, Jesus, I, uh, I'm trying to outlaw everything. I wanted to pull. I meant to pull up uh, the U.S. Ark. Uh, some of the new stuff. The the most updated situations going on. Let's see. Um, write your senators right yes write your senators that is definitely it's super easy like i made a template my own template and i send it to them like just about every day i'm sure they're tired I, and i select different reasons of why i'm sending them so there you go. it's super it takes like five minutes yeah but that's five minutes i could be watching someone's youtube video mm. <laughs> can't you just watch the youtube video and send it at the same time that seems like multitasking work, and uh, so 
I was looking. So Connecticut, there's a Connecticut House bill. Uh, it's another traveling animal act, which again they're trying to shut this down all across the country. Uh, it's got a, it's a ban with broad sweeping implications. The bill will prohibit using most animals. There's a below list in mobile educational programs, which will include the outreach programs provided by many animal keepers. The state stated purpose is to prohibit the use of wild and exotic animals in traveling circuses. Uh, is hogwash and misleading as the consequences go well beyond circuses and the radical animal rights groups that write these bills. No, this is straight from U.S. Arc's website. Um, this is a ban on educational programs in classrooms, public libraries, scout troop meetings, and more. Wow. So that's a big one. Uh, then there's also still the Lacey Act amendments. Um, still, that's still out there. That's, again, write your senators about that because they're still back home right now. They haven't gone back to Washington yet. Yeah. So reach out to them, call them, do all that stuff. They started responding last week, so. Yeah. I got a response from John Cornyn last week, and it yeah. was the exact same thing everyone else got. Yeah. Because several people were like, hey, I got a response. I'm like, yeah, I got the same thing word for word. And it basically. So that's why, so that's why I started <clears throat> on his his website you can select what the um subject is or whatever mm -hmm. of your response so i change them every time and i get a different response every time i'm like maybe somebody will actually read it one of these times yep. maybe. maybe they won't have a canned response but um the national ban on animal programs this is what uh us arc has we've updated our alert to include the house companion bill since the senate and house each have a bill you should contact your senators and representatives Senate Bill 3220 and House Bill 5999 prohibit using certain animals. List below that even includes tortoises and small monitors and traveling animal acts, which will include the educational outreach programs provided by many animal keepers. Um, this bill titled Traveling Animal and Public Safety Protection Act of 2021. Sounds so professional, like they're really trying to save Americans here. Uh, includes an introduction rife with misinformation with the intent to spark emotion while misleading the reader. The animal rights groups always fight with emotion over fact, and the target legislators who fall for their games or sympathize with the animal rights agenda to remove all animals from our lives. This is an animal rights written bill. A legislator did not author this bill. Animal rights is a radical ideology against keeping any animals under human care, i.e. no pets, no livestock, no zoos, etc. It is far different than animal welfare, which supports animals being kept humanely. So that's, that's one that several states have been doing that for a while, and that's a national one where they're trying to just shut down uh, any of that, which would stop – again, I've done plenty of the little outreach educational programs where I've gone to uh, my daughter's school or we've done summer, pro summer programs or we used to do – before we moved, we did a big event once a year. It was a big reptile event. It would shut that down because you wouldn't be able to bring in the animals of that. And again, that brings in people when done the right way. It brings in people and changes a lot of outlooks on things that you know, the more you remove people from nature, the more they're not going to give a shit about nature. Yep. And so if you don't have these traveling programs, which may not seem like a big deal to somebody, but if you don't show a kid a corn snake, why the fuck are they going to care about a corn snake? Why are they going to care about the next animal or this or that? So, you know, these traveling programs can't shut down. They're vitally important to wildlife in general. Uh, <laughs> Darren Watson said five minutes is too long to take to write your senators, but some will spend 30 minutes watching an influencer. That is true. Yep. Brendan says you can't write while you poop. That's true. That's that's too many things trying to go on at one time. I can I can tune out and watch an influencer while I poop. Uh, Paul said those pheasants I murdered this weekend came from Alabama. I told them boys that this could have an impact on that. It's just not about reptiles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you do any sort of hunting where it's uh, an exotic hunt, that's definitely going to end up being an issue because they can't cross state lines. Yep. 
Which I think it's if this passes, it's really gonna. I was just thinking of all the exotic things that. Oh yeah. We have hunted and eat. That's a big thing in Texas because there's a shit ton of exotic hoofstock in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's exotic hoofstock oh. in Texas that is only it's the only place that exists now because it's extinct in its natural environment. Yep. Like the scimitar horn oryx and the dama gazelle, they don't exist anywhere but Texas anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. So, but will it really affect? those that much i mean because i'm assuming you can still cross state lines no dead. no uh yeah with dead, you can't bring in new bloodlines right well you just you just inseminate but you can't travel you can't i don't know if it's going to stop if you can bring in sperm from across state lines that's still i mean that, i don't know does that still count no idea interesting but that's how they do it now so i would assume that's yeah. how they would keep doing it and it will i mean it's going to affect little Susie doing 4-h well, yeah, that's true. It's she, gonna affect rabbits and yeah. hamsters. Her and... fancy chickens with fuzzy feet. Yeah. They, they I mean, that's so. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm very. I'm still very scared that it could happen. Uh, the hard part of me just just hopes that because our country is so split politically that it won't happen because people just will shut it down because it was somebody else's idea. Yep. So. Maybe maybe we can cling to the fact that our country can't get along, and that's going to save us from having our animals banned. So, way to go. Republicans and Democrats hate each other enough that we're, our animals are safe. I hope that aquatics hobby is as invested in it as the reptile hobby. Oh, yeah, it'll, it, it'll completely shut them down. I know. I'm part of it. Yeah, I mean... But I haven't, I haven't seen them really... I haven't seen anybody on that side of it saying anything about it. I've seen it here and there a little bit, but I don't think that the problem is we've been fighting this stuff for so long. So we're used to it. And we talked to, to Phil about that. We're, we're as a hobby, as a reptile hobby, we're used to it. Being but, outcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we're used to them coming after us first. I mean, they did it with the big yeah. snakes and they did it with lizards and they've done it for years. Yeah. Hunters are only used to them coming after their guns. Yeah. They're not uh, used to them coming after uh, the animal issue. Oh no. We oh, no. get a lot of that. Like, um, there was a Dallas, uh, Houston Safari Club. They do a big thing every year in June or July. Rachel and I and the kids went a couple of years ago, and there was protesters outside calling us murderers. And, I mean. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we were trolling the fuck out of them back. But, but have y'all had to deal with legislation that has tried to stop y'all? Oh, yeah. Every year. Yeah, okay. there's stuff every year. All right, Jason and Darren are killing me here. <laughs> Jason's, can you imagine people sneaking deer semen across state lines? And so Darren has got to volunteer to bring a mouthful that, of sperm. That's actually been a thing. Oh, gross. Wait, mouthful of sperm? Sneaking their mouth. I'm over here laughing. No, I was covering my mouth. But. Yeah. Damn, I'm sorry. Sorry, Jack. She, she was trying not to do Brandon Fisella, he's, you know, a lot of aquarists still don't know about it as well. And it, it could really fuck up the fish market. Because... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's totally going to kill them. I mean, the shops should know because the shops know that they order everything from either out of country or out mm-hmm. of state. Yeah. I mean, and so they, they need to start spreading. It's their job to start spreading the word. If you have a, a local aquarium store that's not telling you about this, that's a serious problem. The aquarium shops should be telling everyone that comes in to buy, you know, fucking a bag of Cardinal Tetras. Hey, this could stop. Yep. <laughs> we may not be able to get these ever again. These things yeah. that cost two ninety nine a piece may never exist here again. Laura, we shared our the eight pack with Laura, uh, Laura stem creations this weekend. And she had Molly's little baby Molly's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two week old Molly's. Like right behind me. So I got asked about them all weekend. What are these Molly's? <laughs> what are these Molly's? What are these bait? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's fish food. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking about that. I was like, she could 
she's from Texas. And if Molly's get put on the list or don't get put on the list. Don't that's yeah, they don't get put. That's the problem. They'd have to someone yeah. would have to go out of their way to go, hey, can we put Molly's on here? And then a committee would have to get together with a bunch of old fuckers and go, what the fuck's a Molly? And then, Wait, we're paying somebody to do all of this? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The oh. U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, they will have, it'll be carte blanche. They can do whatever they want, basically. To make a list of animals that they don't fucking know in the first place or give two shits about. Right. And it will be much easier for them to go, no, mm-hmm. than to figure it out. Plus, there's money involved in writing tickets and arresting people. They'll say... Has anyone ever caught a molly in a canal in South Florida? Yes. yes. Okay. They're, nope. they're not going on the list. Uh, Laura brings those pigs too. Those are exotics. Yeah. You're going to be able to cross state lines with those. I mean, it'll it'll kill. It won't kill the Louisiana shows, but it'll kill all the breeders and vendors from Texas going to the Louisiana shows. Yeah. And, you know, like New Orleans and Slidell, there's a lot of people from, a lot of the customers are from Mississippi. Well, just, just think about the gene pools that all of a sudden... We have an entire country, and we can import from Europe for a lot of stuff. The gene pools shrink drastically once you're like, all right, guys, you can legally have them in Texas. Can't fucking leave with them, though. Right. And you can't bring anything in. You know, Justin Kambilka can show all the videos he wants of his ball pythons and how amazing they are. But if you don't live in Georgia, you're not getting that damn snake. That's it. So that's what, I mean, that's that's the kind of things that would happen if this passes. It's just crazy. I'll be stuck oh, in Oklahoma. Oh, and the, the yeah. ripple effect, like... Is insane. Like out from that. Yeah. So you would have to have like uh like John Grant stuck in Oklahoma. He if he wanted to continue to do shows in Texas, he would have to set up a place here in Texas to keep animals. And bring animals that are he'd only stay here. And he could only he'd, buy animals. They couldn't here. go to his shop and right. come he back. couldn't take them to Oklahoma and yeah. Well, and, and pretty <clears> talks about when it comes to coral, they're gonna be fucked because half the names change from uh farm to farm. That's a big problem because when they make that list of things that can come in. Well, when taxonomists go, oh, no, this thing now is in this species. Well, fuck, we yeah, fought forever to get it. all that stuff together. Yeah, we, we fought forever to get it on the list under this species name, and now you've changed it, and it's no longer yeah. on the list, and now we can't it, move it. It took, excuse me, it took Texas Parks and Wildlife 18 months to tell the game wardens that timber rattlesnakes were no longer protected. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's your bureaucracy at work. But it would take them that long to tell them that they were right oh john so, I mean, makes a good point it would take them so so we have an extra 18 months right <laughs> but but if they do an investigation on you they'll go back yeah. and be like oh you you did this six months ago and it was illegal guess what Here's well and you're still gonna have people go oh well i'll, I'll ship snakes out no no no. oh yeah you'll still have and then your- that's gonna make a whole different issue now we're all criminals because someone did it no yeah that's not happening uh it says, I think the bill says something about not brought in in large enough num- brought in in large enough numbers, which could be a pass for most. Yeah, but see, the problem is the way that's written and the way the whole bill is written is the way you read that is not the same way fish and wildlife are going to read that. Yep, and that's how all fish and wildlife bills, anything that goes towards them, gets written. It gets written extremely. It's not like you can't drive over thirty-five miles an hour on this road. Anything over thirty-five miles an hour is a ticket. That, those laws are easy to understand. But when you get into stuff that Fish and Wildlife are in charge of, it all depends on how they read the law. Again, I know because I got a ticket for that shit. And when you <laughs> read the law, it depends on how you read the law, whether I was in the wrong or not in the wrong. But in their eyes, because it fit their agenda, I was in the wrong. There's a lot of laws that way. 
So like a lot of them, it doesn't even, it's not even just these, but yeah, there are a lot written that way. They yeah. like Especially to leave them open-ended. So industry specific laws are, are way more that way than, you know, general public laws. So it's, it's a, it's a really scary thing. This is the closest they've gotten to getting their way and, and they still could. I mean, that's, you know, like before with the big snakes, there was a bunch of people said, well, fuck it. I don't keep Burmese pythons. That wasn't the end goal. This, this was part of the end goal. Yeah. That original, the ban on Tegus was not the end goal. It was like, all right, well, they got rid of Tegus. Fuck it. That's not the end goal for them. That's just one step in the right direction for them. Wrong direction for us. So, all right, there's our, our bitch fest for, to help out us arc for this week. Yep. <laughs> Cause we're coming up on eight 30. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to go a few a few things. U.S. Border Oh, did you post this one, Robert? The U.S. Border Patrol. Is she holding a a uh, indigo? Yeah. So yeah, the, the which is funny. This little tiny woman for the U.S. Border Patrol holding this indigo. I guarantee there's a big grown ass man off to the side she works with, <laughs> fucking horrified. Yep. That would not come near her while I took this picture. Because that always happens. Yep. Uh, well, that's right in the same area where Logan caught that night snake and. Saved the state trooper that had uh, had backed in a corner. That was great. I wish I would have videoed it. I know. I, I can do the same thing because the spider would do the same thing. Like the, the <laughs> weirdo spiders that have all the babies on them, I'm done. Oh, wolf spiders. Oh, no. I would completely run the other direction. Never, ever step on a female wolf spider. Just try I'm not going near them anyway. Like, yeah. I, I pushed somebody else in front of me. and like, you could deal with that. Like, Y'all, I'm so terrified of spiders that I have a tarantula, right? So, I heard it's not in your bathroom anymore. It's not. She's actually got a nice, pretty setup in the living room now. So, but I, so I went and pulled her malts out the other day and I put it in the trash can in the living room and I went to go throw something else in the trash can and her malt scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't want to touch it. And I'm like, I know that she's not in it. And I, I couldn't y'all like, I could not. So I was looking at some of the other stuff that got posted over on our Facebook uh, discussion page. This one was from the Orient Society, who does a lot with uh, with indigos. But they is a little talk, talking about tortoises. Talk about gopher and desert tortoises. We know gopher tortoises live in burrows. It's a big thing because that's where like the indigos will go live. It's where Eastern diamondbacks will go live in these burrows. But then they start talking about a lesser known northern American North American tortoise, the Texas tortoise, which we see a lot of times in Facebook groups in Texas. Like, Look at what I found. Better uh, put it back. Yeah. They rarely dig burrows. Those guys will wedge themselves under vegetation and in stuff, uh, which is one reason they're found way more often. And people go, well, I found this lost tortoise or turtle. They're not going to call it a tortoise. They're not yeah. going to call it a turtle. But uh, that was interesting. It shows you that they found this uh, gopher tortoise, not gopher, this Texas tortoise, like wedged up underneath some cactus. So not digging a big burrow like we're used to with like out west, the desert tortoises or out east, the gopher tortoises. Uh, going through some of the other things. Oh, we talked about the, I don't remember. We talked about this in the last one, but uh, there's a new video out by on Snake Discovery with guys that are doing testing for morphs and ball pythons. You know, we talked to it's, their names escaped me. I feel horrible. I should know them, but we had the two, the two doctors on that talked about testing for ball python morphs before they were doing the uh, albino complex. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys are also doing it for rare genetics, and they're also testing on Dumeril's boas. They're doing testing to see if they're Dumeril's boas or if they have uh madagascan ground boa blood in them because a lot of it got mixed at some point oh i'd be willing to take shed from each one of mine in yeah these would be really interesting people to talk to if only somebody was going to have them on their podcast next week nice. wink wink 
Anyways, so that was an interesting video. Um, going through. Oh, the T Rex. There was uh, they had split T Rex into like two uh, species. There was T Rex Imperator, which was the same as like the the boa species, which I thought was cool, and t- uh, not T Rex Imperator, Tyrannosaurus Imperator, because it's not Rex, and Tyrannosaurus Regina, which is another uh, species. So two species of Tyrannosaurus, which I thought was interesting. And just trying to see what else there is. Oh, there's a Travis posted a thing about big ass spiders. I'm sure Heidi loved that one. <laughs> John Feely tried really hard. He said Dr. Hannah Slidell, but it's Dr. Seidel. 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 I do remember that now. Dr. Cl- Hannah close, Seidel. John. But he said he was going to quit typing, that he just couldn't. He still, he still kept doing it. Um, bum, 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 bum. I'm just trying to see what else was supposed to. Oh, <laughs> I took pictures of snakes while I was at Universal. Did you see? I haven't been on Facebook. They were no. fake snakes. They were giant fake snakes. Yeah. They were no. they were big ass fake snakes. Uh da, 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 da. Oh, there's a cool thing that Nathan posted about the Reptile Report. There's Gecko's feet where they're flattened out and then like its nails are sticking up all weird looking. Jason noticed the common T Rex and the red tail T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking call it a red tail. Oh, never mind. Don't get me started on that one again. Mm-hmm. But uh oh, and I haven't watched this one. Katie posted a Reply, remember the uh, video that she posted about the company that was, if you bought enough wine, they would give you a snake? Yes, that was fabulous. <laughs> they had a they had a rebuttal video. And I haven't watched it, but apparently uh, apparently the, the, the it's pretty good, too. I need, I need to go and watch it. She posted that one, which is their second video, the follow-up to their video about giving away snakes. I have, not, I have not watched it yet. But it is over on our Facebook group page. Go check that out. That was awesome. That was fun. That was one of the better ads that I've ever seen. Like, I just loved it. Was it was awesome. like a shit ton of wine to get one snake. And then the list of snakes were fucking hilarious. Yes, I know, right? I was like, oh no, I don't want to open that box. Oh. No. Nope. <sighs> right. Um Oh, I did want to talk about talked about one video. Oh, there was a video also. I watched a lot of snake discovery because there's very few people I like. <laughs> they did one for Valentine's Day that I thought was hilarious. I've seen a lot of zoos do this before. But you could send in your name of your ex. And they would name a food item and feed it off to a snake. Mm-hmm. They fed some mice to snakes, turtles, and uh, a frog. One thing I learned is they have a lot of female listeners. Because <laughs> there's a lot of dudes uh, that were getting named, animals were getting named after. So, seven, eight years ago, 94.5 The Buzz did a thing where you, you, you could write in and tell them why you should be able to do this. But they would fly you in a helicopter over your ex's house with your new significant other so you could have sex over your ex's house in a helicopter <laughs> on Valentine's Day. <laughs> you could join the Mile High Club in a helicopter over your ex's house. I was like, that's better than feeding roaches or that dubias or anything like that. That is better. Wasn't it Drew than them that said they were going to do roaches? Yeah. You could name a roach and they'd feed it to their, yeah, one of their monitors or something. Oh, that is better. Uh, and then I also watched, I, I still have all the Primitive Predators videos. They're still working on their crocodile uh, zoo, which still is like, like kind of open to like 2025, I think. Um, but people should go watch out. The, I've watched the whole pro- progression of them building this place. And it's one of the most amazing crocodile uh, places I've ever seen. Um, but I'm just saying this because if anybody out there actually talks to any of the guys from Primitive Predators, tell them that I really want to have them on here. Uh, I've reached out to them, but I, I'm going to try to reach out to them again. The, what they do, I think, is amazing. And it's one of the few things, one of the few videos I've seen on YouTube that I think people should watch. They do stuff right. I like them. So just throwing that out there. Hopefully it comes back and I can have them on here at some point. <laughs> they also have uh, Chinese alligators and I'm going to hope one day I can weasel a Chinese alligator out of being friends with them. Nile. 
Yes, they have pied niles. They had uh, three of them, two females, and they just got a male. They're they're low expression pied. Apparently, there's a higher expression pied. The guy would not part with. Um, he was able to get a male pied, and he had two female pieds. And he's growing them up. And he's going to breed them. They're very low expression. It's more on like their their jaws or face, a little bit on the underbodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you could really get them like going, they'll be an owl. Be really cool to see. Yeah, pied nile. Not, I mean. Obviously, that is not going to be like a common pet. Everybody needs a pied Nile. That's, <laughs> but it would be cool to see. Um, and and like I so said, the setups they're building there are insane. And every time I watch, like, oh, we we had this spot over here. So we added more. And they add more of these amazing enclosures. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. So, y'all have an episode coming out next, next week. week. On in blue. The 17th. On St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Who's Who's your guest for that one? Chase. That's Chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's Chase from Canova. From Canova. I had I just I had to stop for a second. Think about it. Say Canova. They, they our manager. So, um, that's the he's, he's the one that was like the, the whole the Batman shirts and all that when yeah. he got sick and he went he went through yeah. through all that too. So yeah. And I mean the community came together for him. I know a ton as well. Yeah, we actually talked talk about that. I feel, like, I feel like his situation really sparked all of that. So, little known fact, Chase's, Chase was actually kind of the inspiration behind the format for the show. Oh, cool. So, yeah. yeah, so I, I, I've known him for a while, and um, I just find him super interesting. And so, so interesting. He, he kind of sparked that inspiration. I wanted to share him with other people. So, so that's kind of how that came about. But I truly, truly enjoyed recording that episode he was so much fun to talk to and he's very interesting into some really cool things other than reptiles and hmm. the episode yeah. is going to be really well really good cool so that comes out not this week next week uh yeah. this week there everybody can watch it listen to it on their way to tinley so. yep i can't because i'm not going to tinley Me either i'll I'm be going i'll be going to shirts are y'all going honey to tinley mm-hmm. no we're no. we're going in october okay I knew that we've had. This I'm going season. to shirts. I'm very upset, Tinley, that same weekend because that means that Huff is not going to be at home that weekend. We're in shirts, and I really wanted to see Huff's gecko collection because I've heard amazing things about it. Yep. and awesome. his ass is going to be in Tinley. It's actually yeah. Peck's birthday, so. Yep, Huff and Carl and Brian Levins are all going together. Fucking gecko people. Weird ass. <laughs> hey, I'm a pseudo gecko person. Yeah, Heidi has leeches. Yes, I have Fucking gecko people. I want a leechy. I. We were at. I do too. Corpus, just seeing Carl's giant ass leeches on his table. I was like, God, I want a lizard like that. Dude, when we were at NARBC, I walked up and was talking to Carl. They're so easy. And I said something about the one leechy in the enclosure. He goes, There's two. There's in two there. in there, yeah. I'm like, What? Yeah. And he's like, Look on that log. And I'm like, Holy shit. He's like, Yeah, man. Sometimes I look and I'm like, Where's, where? Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah, and it's like teacup poodle size or teacup yeah. chihuahua size. <laughs> Things like that big. Yeah. And they're just, funny, though, because they're, they're territorial. So once they get. Like set in their cage, you can find them in the same spot all the time. Like they sleep in the same spot, so during the day you you know exactly where they are. You don't even have to open the cage. Makes sense. So. You just can't afford it. You realize instead of a leechy, I could buy a Kimberly Rockmonger. It's about the same price. But the leechies are way easier to care for. Like they're just stupid easy. Yeah, but the Kimberly Rockmonger looks really cool. <laughs> and the leechies so, take up a lot less space. <laughs> Very true. Bleachies do look really cool too. I don't know. I think I'd, I'd be more willing to try and breed Kimberly Rock monitors before I breed leeches because I'm. I think leeches are more likely to just kill each other if they don't like each other. They are. So that, that's I haven't what, had one. I haven't had anybody kill each other, but I have had them um, like 
take off toes and stuff and get pretty beat up. Didn't you get, <laughs> did you get one from Carl that was trying to beat up all of his and then you got it and you're like, oh no, it breeds. No, it was the other way around. Oh, it was the other way around? Yeah. That's funny. That's the weirdest thing. Like James has my mean one and it's breeding with his female and he said it's still just as terrible as I said it to him. <laughs> Like that. That's, He's like he tries to eat me every time. It's just so much money to spend on something that could just. I, I can't imagine walking in and watching nine hundred dollars dead because the other nine hundred dollars killed it. Well, so so the first one that I ever had was a pet, and um, I mean, I had her for three or four years, and I walked in one day and she was just dead, and there was nobody in there with her. I've had things like I've been there. I've been there where things just die, and was, that. Yeah. Dude, I was so upset. That like, sucks. I, I, I yeah. I'd I feel way dead. more responsible though if I know that something I put in there with it killed it. Yeah. I feel way worse there. Uh Hardin County Herbs once said you keep spider a spider. It's a spider. I have, and I leeches. have a green bottle blue tarantula. And leeches. And um, then a shit ton of all pythons. A whole bunch of all pythons. Hog and nose? I have a leopard. No, no, no hog, hog nose. nose. So that's that's the only animals in the house now. So saltwater saltwater aquariums. Uh tarantula, leeches. And ball pythons. And then I have a leopard tortoise, but he's he's on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I have kept other things. Like I've, we've had bearded dragons. I've had pectinatas. Um, I thought I've about getting one of those too. Frogs. I love pectinata. Yeah. I just don't have enough room. The banana pectinata. Yeah. So, yeah, I had banana pectinatas, and they're freaking amazing. Did you get get it from? They're so little. Like the bananas are tiny. Like they're like this big. Full grown, like they're yeah. so small. The females are really tiny. Yeah, if somebody wants an iguana, totally don't get a green iguana. There's so many other no, options. Totally get a banana pectinata. Like they're this, they're super sweet, super easy to take care of. So many. They're um, they're omnivores, so you keep them, you keep them exactly like bearded dragon. That's cool. So, yeah. So I actually housed it with my my leopard tortoise. So. Okay. Okay. I think I'm done. One from Carl. What is it? That's... Tracy said she wants one from Carl, the banana pectinata. That's where I got mine. That's what I figured Heidi got it from. I was about to say she must have got it from Carl. Yeah. Um, all right. Heidi, Rachel, yeah. if people want to reach out to y'all or listen to y'all, what's the rundown? Inbluepodcast.com, Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Facebook. Instagram, uh, all the podcast places to listen, Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. The easiest place is just to go to our website, inbluepodcast.com, and all of the links are there. Along with a link to the merchandise. Brendan said he'd kill yeah, for a Fiji banded iguana. Everyone would. But Brendan, all you got to do is move to Canada. <laughs> you can uh, you can have them in Canada. We just can't fucking have them here. So the, the only downside is you have to live in fucking Canada. Now I've pissed off the three Canadians that listen to our podcast. Good job. <laughs> A couple of them don't want to live in Canada. That's true. So um, if you want to reach out to Robert and get a rack or a cage, it's <clears throat> lsreptileracks.com. Come to a Herp show. If you're planning on getting one, reach out to them beforehand, and that way you can guarantee it's there and don't mm-hmm. show up because some shows, they some of those things go quick. They're weird. Like Sometimes they're like, all the hatchling shit sold before we opened. Yep. And then sometimes it's like, oh, shit, we're left with hatchling stuff, but all the you know big tubs are gone in the first day. So Yep. So reach out, lsreptilerax.com. Uh, for us, you can find us at the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and at gmail.com if you want to give us an email. Uh, again, check out our Patreon. 
we'd appreciate any help there. Just we're trying to do a little more traveling, trying to cover some some costs on some of the traveling because uh, with gas prices, Jesus Christ, uh, it's expensive. That's that's another thing. I think you're going to see a lot of shows. People are going to start cutting back on shows because they just can't afford to go to them anymore. Um, we pulled a trailer this weekend. We averaged like 14.6 miles to the gallon and spent just over $200 on gas. Yep. It was uh, 75 to 80 bucks to fill the truck up from a quarter of a tank. I've never spent more than $60 filling that truck up from empty. It fucking blew my... There was, there were, there was a truck stop just west of New Orleans that was 401 a gallon. Jeez. I think we paid... The best we paid was 379 a gallon at Bucky's in Baytown. And the most we paid was three ninety nine a gallon in Iowa. Tracy just paid four oh nine. So I told y'all that I get all my news like through financial channels, and mm-hmm. um, I think the latest estimate is that extra spending, uh, disposable income spending, will be down like almost thirty percent. Which the is year. scary for someone like me. That's who, a lot. Yeah. My I, entire I business is based on people's disposable income. Yeah. Which is why there's some big changes coming to our business in the very near future. So it sucks because, like I said, I think a lot of people are going to have to cancel doing shows because they just can't travel to them. They can't afford to go to the show. I mean, one of my buddies just posted that he never thought he'd ever ever said these words. He's driving his wife's minivan to work, and she's driving his truck when she needs because she's a stay home. Sure, yeah, she's driving his F three fifty around town because mm-hmm. he's like it's forty miles each way for work for me. And well, Rachel's chiropractor. He's he's going to he's. He drives from KD to Pearland, which is 40 miles, 40 minutes, 40 minutes each way. And he's putting in his two weeks notice because he's, he's got another, another place he's going to work, but he said the fuel's killing him. John Grant said he spent 339 on gas this weekend. Yeah, I mean, between gas and hotel costs to go to a show, you've got to make a shit ton just well, to cover the cost right. to be there. Hotels have been hired and drafts ass too. Yeah. All of a sudden everywhere. They're just yeah, they're like $200 then, a night. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're booking them time. because they've always been pet friendly and they say they're pet friendly when we book them and on our way up there this time we found out right before we got there that hey, well, guess what luckily on friday before we left the shop i was like man i'm not repeating what happened in slidell yeah that hotel that we've stayed at three times has been in slidell had been pet friendly we get there and they're like oh we don't, we're not pet friendly we got new owners yeah and they were shitty about it um so we uh i was like man let me check this one in new orleans because when i booked it pets were allowed yeah I pull up their website, boop, no pets allowed. So I called them. They were like, yeah, that policy recently changed. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I ended up spending, that was only going to be like 228 bucks for the whole weekend at that hotel because Lori got the block. And then I ended up spending $375 for a La Quinta in Gretna. So you were at that 600 bucks or so once you did gas and lodging. Yep. That, uh, and then come to find out they only reserved 20 rooms so even though more than 20 people booked under the block, the first 20 that got there got that price. Everyone else had to pay the full price. Oh, so really wow. you're sitting at, just for you to go to that show, before you sold anything, a thousand bucks. thousand bucks. Damn. That's crazy. That just made my stomach hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so come out and see us at a show because I don't know how much longer we'll be at see, shows. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul works for, uh, he does commercial diving sales. Yeah. Um, like you said, we're starting to remote work remotely again due to fuel cost. That's cool that his company's like doing that though. Yeah. Yeah. I've wondered like they're how, paying attention to that. How long can schools stay open because of buses? 
How long can a, can, can these public schools afford a lot of diesel gas? Well, a lot of school buses. A lot are of them are on propane. LPG now. Yeah, they're on yeah. propane now. Oh. Yeah. They've like I'm pretty sure all of Dallas is on propane. I know Alvin's got a bunch of propane. Um, I'm pretty sure all, like all of our major cities are propane. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I need a car that runs on it then. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. They cheaper. have cars that run on. Well, you could just be like uh, Pete, up anywhere. Pete Buttigieg came out today and said, "If you can't afford gas, go buy an electric car." Can't afford the electric car, right? <laughs> well, you can because you can sell your old car now for more than what you paid for it. Yeah. yeah. But then I got then I got to buy a charging station for my house yeah yeah and then uh, i can only travel 300 miles or so before i gotta sit for 12 hours or whatever it is so i can travel another 300 like that that's gonna make travel fucking like i i understand the importance of an electric car but you can't travel the way we travel now uh, with electric cars at narbc i don't know if you noticed around the side they had yeah. all those oh, yeah, tesla, chargers. tesla chargers i saw a guy park his tesla get out and get into an uber to go wherever he was going so he could charge his car yeah, yeah. Uh, Hardin County Herp said propane's high as fuck too. Yeah, my gas bill yeah. last month. I mean, was it's double. all gonna be yeah. our, our gas. Our natural natural gas bill was double what it's ever been yeah, last like, month. What? Yeah, normally it's around forty bucks in the winter, and yeah. it was like eighty six dollars last Damn. month. Yes, Robert did really well, say and that. We he don't import time, that. So. Right, right. So, yes, <sighs> that's the nice way of saying a Milleradovich. It's actually a different part of the giraffe's anatomy that we normally use, but I didn't want to use that one. So. <laughs> Were you trying to say a giraffe's but never mind. Yeah. So, anyways, on a on a bad note, <laughs> come come see us. We'll yeah. be we'll be at Brian College Station. Can we help us make up some of our fuel please, money? Please, yeah, right. please help please. us. Please help us. You can come see our fancy fan. How yes, do y'all y'all y'all's whole collectives coming this weekend? Uh so it's us, Maria, Cody Bryan, or Cody Axe, and South Tech. No Corey? No, no, Corey. What about uh, Blackbeard Cody? Is he going to be with y'all? Oh, yeah. He's cool. bringing a girl. Ooh. What? Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. The last I heard. We think it's a girl. He's bringing something. <laughs> what I meant, but. Uh, but come out and see us. Uh, if you can't make it there, try to make it to another Herb Streptile show uh, in April. Trust me, there'll be one you can go to. There's 700 of them in April alone. So, all right. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. We will be back next week. Uh, good night. Good night. Good night.